0: It's very clear to me. What I say last hour, Darren, I see things before everybody else and everybody calls me crazy. And then what I say comes to fruition and nobody comes back and apologizes and goes, yeah, you were right. How about that? Like, I mean nobody. But I'm used to it. I don't get upset about it anymore. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Not only am I used to it, it doesn't bother me anymore either. Welcome inside, everybody. A football Friday here on your favorite daytime sports talk show. We're coming at you live in a variety of forms. Game Plus TV. We're on the radio in Atlanta. WQEE. Got a big one this week for the Dirty Birds, the Falcons at the Cardinals. Yeah, it's a football Friday. So we're going to be playing NFL Dealer No Deal coming up. we got a bevy of great guests, including our next guy, Darren Moose DuPont. He joins us from Vancouver, where he will call the Hardy Cup, the Western Canadian University Football Championship on Saturday. And we're going to talk about that a little later on here in the Quick Six. Moose, you've had a, what looks like a fantastic week in Vancouver. Tell us about it. Give us an
2: update on your life. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's been <clears throat> great being out here on the West Coast. I mean, I, I don't hate the rain. I always say, uh, and you may be, I don't know what it's like in Florida, because I haven't seen a lot of rain. But the difference... Um, being in ontario and being in vancouver versus being in the prairies it rains straight down and you can use an umbrella you know in, in the prairies the wind's going and it's coming in sideways oh. and there's no uh uh <laughs> yeah people will know what i mean that are watching from those provinces but uh, so it's been nice lots of time outside the leaves are beautiful fall colors got to see the ocean a little bit and uh, Ready for a good football game Saturday.
0: I love it. It's funny you say that, and we'll very quickly get into the topics because Moose is only here right now for one segment, then Jim Barker's moving in. But you ask the rain here number one, it's 33 degrees Celsius. I'm not joking. I don't even know what that is in Fahrenheit. It's like the 90s. It's hot as balls. <clears throat> a lot of fat guys are making gravy right now. You know what I mean down here, Moose? <laughs> but when it does rain, it's warm rain and when you know when it storms the wind does come sideways and we've seen it on this show and i don't want to talk about it anymore but it's fun getting to know the weather in a new region and it's funny you bring that up because i was telling you before the show i'm somebody when i was home this summer for a wedding my cousin michelle said it's like you have a fresh start in florida a whole new life i'm like yes i do and It's good and bad. One of the good things is this lady was just saying to Serena this morning, a friend of hers, who's that guy that's with you on the Panthers podcast? He never says his name. And she's like, oh, that's Rod. And she, I'm like, after 35 years, I arrogantly felt I didn't need to say my name. It is, this is the Rod Peterson show. The hockey fans here have no idea who this boob is. So, yeah, it's starting all over. It's actually kind of fun. But anyways, for the football crowd that showed up, can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? <laughs> oh, no, tuna, tuna, tuna. I'm you sorry, know. Jordan partied Spicy. so hard. Jordan, Jordan partied so hard on his birthday last night, he couldn't make it into work today. So take it up with him. Because it is a football Friday, and trust me, we're going to get to Hurricane Connor. Hitting Florida last night. We start with Thursday Night Football. Donta Foreman ran for a touchdown, and the Chicago Bears boosted their shot at the top pick in the NFL draft, beating the Carolina Panthers 16-13 on Thursday Night Football. The 3-7 and seven Bears boosted their chances at the number one pick because they own Carolina's first-rounder in 2024. They acquired the pick along with D.J. Moore last March for the top selection this year. The 1-8 Panthers are tied with Arizona for the worst record in the NFL. I'm not going to talk anymore about that game. I know it's kind of hard to get your mind around it. And it was it's over, so let's look ahead to the rest of Week 10 in the NFL. And that's our poll question today. What is the game of the week? america's game of the week in the national football league our poll questions brought to you daily by key auto group at the key auto group you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca and uh yeah i voted for san francisco at jacksonville i think it's six wins in a row five wins in a row for the jaguars the 49ers have lost three in a row, so it's very interesting to see how that may shake down. And, but that's my vote. Uh, Moose, what are yours? I, I, I also have in there Indianapolis versus New England. That's the German game, Germany game in Frankfurt. Uh, your Titans are at Tampa. What a nice little sports weekend this would have been. Come on down to Tampa, catch the Chicago yeah. Blackhawks there Thursday, then catch the Bucs and the Titans. Uh, is that your game of the week? or up? Clearly the Titans are in rebuild mode, so are you focusing on something else?
2: <laughs> no, I'm focused on Will Levis uh, being hand of the reins as the starting quarterback. That's interesting to me. Um, and I know we'll play deal or no deal later, but Tyler Murray's going to start for the Cardinals. He's been scheduled now, I just saw this morning, uh, to get the start um, in that game against the Falcons. Um, You know, Jets and Raiders has some intrigue, Lions Chargers. I really like Baltimore-Cleveland. Baltimore has quickly become one of the best teams in the National Football League. And Cleveland, with Deshaun Watson back, he's maybe finding his way, but they've got one of the best defenses in the National Football League. So I'm curious to see what they can do to slow down Lamar Jackson. Actually,
0: that Baltimore-Cleveland game pitched the two best defenses in the NFL. So I should have probably put that in the poll, but oops, I did it again. Um, and it's interesting just with the Cardinals. I mean, we could sit here and talk about the National Football League for two hours, but there's enough shows doing that. But I got enough friends in Arizona. I, I, thought, that's, I thought that's where I was going to end up for the rest of my life. So I follow the Cardinals quite closely, and their fans and some media are now saying, we don't want to win. Don't play, Kyler. We don't want to win. Season's over. We want the number one overall pick. So, uh, what a grease fire. Moving on to point two. Things are only getting worse for the Edmonton Oilers. They fell 3-2 to the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. Who entered Thursday's game having just won their first game after dropping 11 to open the year. Oilers have now lost four straight. That was the game of the night as voted by our viewers yesterday and audience, and I don't even know. Like, I've paid enough attention to this order thing i'm not seeing anybody say what the road out is woodcroft doesn't know they demoted jack campbell that clearly didn't do anything Stuart skinner didn't even give up 20 shots last night but either he let in five goals on 18 shots no sorry three goals on 18 shots whatever it is he was out goaltended last night i'm kind of tired of the edmonton narrative because they don't clearly they don't even know what they're doing
2: i know it is, it is beyond you know, being shocked anymore, it's beyond you know, the yeah. reaction, it is just bad. It is just bad, it's over. <laughs> you know? But it's not like they put up a bunch of shots, they came out and did what they needed to do really, but then all of a sudden it's these defensive zone lapses, it's guys not skating, they showed a shift I saw on social like Dreisaitl, um, just floating around. Um, something's not clicking with these guys, uh, mentally they're not engaged in that side of the ice. Um, I don't know what the road out is, but at some point they're going to do. Yeah, neither, players. neither do I, neither reaction.
0: do they. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. They don't know. Let's move on. Kyle Connor scored a hat trick and added one assist and leading the Winnipeg Jets to a six, three victory over the Nashville Predators. Connor is now up to five goals in his last two games. And speaking of Connor, we finished watching the last episode of the morning show last night, flipped it on for the last five minutes of the first period of the Chicago Blackhawks at the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Connor Bedard already had a goal and an assist by then. He finished the night with two goals, two assists, four points for Connor Bedard. Hurricane Connor hit the state of Florida, and they'll be here on Sunday. I can't wait. I'm taking uh, my good friend Scott to the game Sunday. Serena's going to be in the press box. I've been waiting for this game for months. Chicago Blackhawks at Florida Panthers on Sunday. I'm very happy. And I'm going to move on to football now. And I get, we'll, we'll preview the division final weekend more with Jim Barker next segment. What I want to get in, let's just say this. Toronto, home to Montreal Saturday. I just saw the tweet from Hoagie, the voice of the Argos. It's going to be the largest crowd in BMO history. And they'll probably win. The, the point spread has swelled to 11-point favorites the Argos are now. Winnipeg is still a five-point favorite over BC in the West Final. But, Darren, I want your point on this because um, people need to get clarified on something. I don't care who the next coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is. I don't care. And I got testy with some people yesterday because I said, somebody's lying here. And um, I don't like being used. You know, I'll put stuff out there for you if you want, which, by the way, Henry Burris did not put me up to that report a couple of weeks ago, but I'm, 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 I'm kind of over it. And the thing with Paul LaPolice, though, um, if he was hired, and I think he would be a great hire, actually, he checks every box. I'm kind of, was briefly having a Twitter back and forth with somebody this morning. I'm like, no, I don't care. Don't come at me that the fans don't want Paul LaPolice because he's been fired twice in the CFL. When did that Matter, my God, in the coaching fraternity and even in the broadcasting fraternity, they say you're not, you haven't arrived until you've been fired. How many times has Peter Laviolette been fired? No. He's just one example. Been fired in Philly, fired in Washington, fired in Carolina. And now he's got the Rangers, top five team in the NHL. Uh, guy, guy, Tortorella in Philadelphia. He's been fired everywhere. No, I did win a Stanley Cup. I get that. And and so did Laulette. I understand that. But just because you were fired twice, I don't want to get in arguments with people because, again, I don't really care. But do you go along with this narrative that Paul Laplace was fired twice as a head coach so he'll never be hired again? I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think he'll be hired again. I think he'll have another shot. I, I've, been, I've gone on record and I've been on this show as saying, do I think his next shot will be as a head coach? Probably not. I think he probably gets hired as a coordinator first, but he'll be successful at that. And then probably get another shot to be a head coach. I mean, being fired is not an indictment of your ability as a coach because every coach gets fired. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's coaches out there. Sure. That have never been fired, but they're young and they're in their first job. Like every coach gets fired at some point somewhere. So. I don't think that should be held against them.
0: Well, uh, and, you know, the further thing, people don't understand. You know, Jim Barker's in here next, and uh, he's never worked in Saskatchewan. Wally Buono never worked in Saskatchewan, and he said, you know, that was one of his regrets he wished he had. I'm like, guys, you don't understand what it's like. It's a wonderful place, but it can drive you out of your mind and I'll give you an example. Why like the guy that I was not arguing with but having a debate on Twitter this morning He goes the fans don't want La police. I said are the fans doing the hiring? But in a way I kind of get what he was saying because the fans influence decisions in that town Very similar to what I think the fans influence the Toronto Maple Leafs and what they do You can't tell me they don't and the flames too like if I actually thought that they weren't listening to talk radio and reading the papers, the owners, the GMs, the coach. They, but they are. They are, right? And in those markets, the tail wags the dog. And I guess, I guess if you want to let the fans have a sway on who you hire, then that's how you have four gray cups in 110 years of existence. Should the fans have a say on this?
1: No. <laughs> Of course not. Long story short, they shouldn't. Like, not a chance. No. Yeah. There's nothing else well, and I, and I... They shouldn't have a say. <laughs> well, no, but,
0: why am I in a debate with somebody? The fans don't want them. I don't care. I'm done talking about it. As a matter of fact, I am move on to what you're doing this weekend it's broadcasting the hardy cup ubc thunderbirds alberta golden bears i bring that up because you'll be broadcasting it on this very channel Telesoptic tv across alberta and bc 924 if that's where you're watching from sask channel 427 uh well i guess no you won't be on game plus (laughs) but you will be on this cable (laughs) carrier how about that and a guy wrote me from van from victoria he's a sailor he's in the royal canadian navy and i hadn't heard from him for a long time But he goes, this game deserves to be on national television. Agree or disagree, Rod? And I said, well, let's be happy that it's on television. Darren's calling it, along with Darren DuPont. I love that whole crew that's producing it. Um, It's on. Major junior hockey isn't even on. You know, and I said, it's a chicken and the egg argument. If Sportsnet and TSN felt that they would get an audience, they would air it. I guess CBC does the Vanier Cup now. But I, I, I always watch these games, but I don't know what it's going to take to get Joe Blow, Susie Sixpack, to watch them. I don't know. Does this game deserve to be on national television, the Canada West Championship? Or uh, please tell me you're just like me, very grateful that you're calling it anywhere.
2: Well, of course I'm grateful that it's on. You know, to answer the question, yeah, it deserves to be on. It's a great game. It's going to be awesome. The entertainment's going to be No, great. does it deserve to be on
0: I... national television? No, does it deserve to be on national television no. as opposed to regional television? That's what I'm saying. I
2: know. I know. And that's a question that's hard to answer. I think the entertainment value obviously is there. But here's what I would say to your friend in, is it in Vancouver or wherever it was? Victoria. That, the game should be on. If you think the game should be on national TV, then you need to make get the game on national TV. Right. If you think it should be on, then you need to put it on, which means buy the airtime and you can put it on national TV. But if you believe in something, you can't expect somebody else to think the same thing, i.e. the networks and the people in charge. Right. So just because you think it should be on doesn't mean that they should go and do it. If you think it should be on, make it happen.
0: And just watch it on Telesoptic TV and be happy again that it's on because it drives my bus that the Western Hockey League games aren't on, but I feel like I'm the only one that cares, so I've moved on (laughs) and stopped bitching about it. (laughs) By the way, Jeff, the Stamps fan, uh, writes in and he says, Wally was being a diplomat when he said he would have liked to coach Saskatchewan. Remember, he was once pelted with beer cans. Uh, Yeah, he deserved it. It was September 2008. I, I called the game, and I don't know. He might have been being diplomatic like Wally is. The older I get... You've heard me say this the more I understand the Don Matthews of the world and the Wally Buanos of the world, we just, you know, spew the truth, don't suffer fools, and don't really care whose feelings we hurt. And in the case of Wally, like he was on this last time Wally was on, which was like a month ago, he was like, I feel sorry for Saskatchewan, <laughs> for the riders now. I'm like, oh, I bet you do, Wally. I bet you do. Right? But uh, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 Genuinely think he would have liked to coach Saskatchewan. i like to take people at face value, but I know not everybody uh, speaks the truth like yours truly. And you too, Moose. Okay, I'll see you in hour two. Get your NFL picks ready. I'll be studying. All right, the smiling Jim Barker is in next on this football Friday on the eve. Of the CFL Division Finals, you're watching a football Friday on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code the RP Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code VRPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code VRPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code VRPSHOW. You can thank me later. RP show continues on a football Friday just from the Sober Carpenter text line 902-518-3033. No, I didn't forget the number. I was just reaching for my Sober Carpenter. Strawberry flavored. Sorry, raspberry sour. I just got him today. We all got to get blitzed on non-alcoholic craft beer right now. Brian in Hudson Bay says, good morning, Rod and gang. Only thing Ryder fans have a say in is whether they buy tickets or not, and that's a problem right now in SAS. The bigger problem is O'Day, if he doesn't get this right. And Kirk in Toronto says, a very big high, Rod. Who will have more fun than us at tomorrow's sold-out Eastern final with blue skies, crisp temps, and a very loud and engaged atmosphere? Can't wait, as Chad Kelly says. Go Argos! Let's bring in Jim Barker to talk about it. They're saying the biggest crowd
3: for an Argo game ever A BMO Field, Jim. What's the vibe? What's the buzz there? Thank you. It's pretty exciting. I think people are excited about just the kind of atmosphere that will be there. I mean, I was there when the first game that we played there, and I had a little over 20,000, but the, the buzz was fantastic. Well, this is just different. I mean, they have a chance to be the greatest team in the history of the CFL. Uh, two wins, eight, I mean, if they get two more wins, they'll have 18 wins. And you can't, you can't argue with that. I mean, you can talk about different eras, but you can't argue 18 wins if they get two more wins. So it's, it's something that's exciting. I think that Toronto has bought into Chad Kelly and bought into what this team is doing. So it's going to be exciting. I'm actually flying out. I'm on my way to Winnipeg, the Western Final. Oh,
0: leaving town right when it gets hot. Okay. Well I'll tell you I heard an argument today and it's funny. They're like, no, this even if they win, they're not the best team ever. The ninety seven Argos are Flutie, this, that, ninety-one, uh, Rocket Ishmael, obviously. Uh Dunigan, blah blah blah. No, no. The not the stats say this is the best team ever, period. Not just Argos, but CFL. Like that's kind of what's at stake here, man. Would Ryan Dinwiddie lean on the history angle or is it literally one game? <laughs>
3: Well, I was I was the offensive coordinator of that 97 team, and I'd love for that to be the greatest team. Well, we were a great team, you know, with Doug Flutie and his really his pinnacle year in the CFL. And uh, he made everybody around him better. Kind of what Chad Kelly's doing. But you cannot argue with numbers. I mean, you can argue yeah. with it was tougher than or this or it was that. Bottom line is, if they win two games and they have 18 wins and a Grand Cup champion, they will be the greatest team of all time. Regardless. I mean, people can debate, they that's what they're going to do anyway. But um, I, and I, I'm, from, like I say, a member of that 97 team, and not a member, but a coaching staff member. And uh, so, again, you can't, you can't deny that. So it's an exciting time, and I think their players are very focused. Uh, I think they're very healthy. And I think Ryan Dinwiddie did a spectacular job down the stretch. Although it might be interesting. Tell Should me. they win next this week and play Winnipeg next week, we're gonna look back to that game in Winnipeg when everybody was upset that they didn't play Chad Kelly. Now, who gets the advantage there? The Argos didn't, Chad Kelly didn't get a chance to see that Winnipeg pass rush and Willie Jefferson and what they do. But by the same token, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will have never seen Chad Kelly live. And it's just different when you have film of your team playing a guy. So at the time, I thought they should have played him. But now I look at it and I say, wow, maybe this, maybe Ryan Dinwiddie is just on a different planet than the rest of us.
0: Any chance of an upset? It did happen in 1989.
3: There absolutely is, especially if Montreal can get off to a good start. If they don't get off to a good start, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a long day for them. Uh, the second game they played this year in Toronto, uh, Toronto got off to a good start and ended up beating them by 29. But the other games were close. So if they can, if they can hang close, not give up big plays and not turn the ball over, they're going to have a great chance. Uh, Toronto's got to do what they've done all year, which is don't get sacked, don't turn the ball over. That's, that's their thing. They're plus 27 in turnovers, which is 20 more than the second-best team. They're, um, I think, hey, they've given up 18 or 19 sacks. That's, again, that's almost 20 better than the next-best team. So if they continue to do that, they're going to be a difficult team to beat, but again, this is a different deal. This is a playoff game, and I think they're going to be, I'm not going to say rusty, but it's been three weeks since Chad Kelly played. He didn't play in the last game, so he had that week off. He has had last week off, and now here he comes in and play. If he starts slow or there's any kind of a, an issue early, you know, that, that's Montreal's opportunity. They need to get off to a fast start. They need to believe within their own team that they can beat this team.
0: The West Final. Winnipeg favored by five at home over BC. I know you people, you football people aren't interested in the points. spreads like us and what we do over here. Uh, but any chance of an upset there? The odds would tell you there's a better chance, man. What would, ha- what would have to happen for that to happen?
3: Well, I mean, you got to remember now, Winnipeg's a big question mark. Rasheed Bailey could be out. Dalton Schoen is out. Nick Dembski's a big question mark. So those guys, when Bailey and, and uh, Dembski haven't practiced all week, that's going to have an effect on their offense. So now it's interesting to think about what are the coordinators going to do? What's Buck Pierce going to do in terms of, okay, what are they going to do to us if we don't have our base receiving core? Now they signed Marquise Ambles a few weeks ago, um, who's kind of a Rashid Bailey kind of guy. He does all that dirty work, but Zach hasn't been with him. And when quarterback hasn't been with the guy, um, I think that's a that's an issue. So um, I think there's a lot of question marks on the with the uh, Winnipeg offense. What they do have is a healthy Zach Caleros. They didn't have that in last year's Great Cup. So they have a healthy Zach Caleros. That, to me, is the most important thing for them. So uh, it's going to be a great football game. If we see Va play like he did the first half last week, that was the best half of football I've seen in years. And he basically just dominated that game. He took it over, and, and he said, we're going to win this football game. He plays like that. to BC Lions have a better than good chance of winning.
0: You know, I got to ask you this. You you talk about VA. Rushed for three touchdowns last week and threw for over 400. It was the greatest performance by a BC quarterback ever, statistically. What's flipped for VA? Because he's bounced around the league. We've all seen it. What's changed this year?
3: Well, I think he has a real confidence in what they're doing. The year... You know, uh, the year where he got traded last year, but he got a chance to watch Nathan Rourke and watch what he was doing and how. I think he learned a lot from him. He may never admit it because Nathan works younger than him. He may never admit it, but I think he learned a lot from him. So uh, I think that was big for him. I think he came in this year very, very confident in what they do. And, yes, the, the last week the biggest thing was his decisiveness, when he went to throw the ball, he threw it. And uh, when, when a quarterback's playing like that, it makes receivers better. Receivers can't wait to get into a route. Again, their problem with Winnipeg, and I've said this the last time they played on this show, is physicality can they match physicality their defensive line is small they're going to be fast and end up you know it's going to be a problem for bryant and hardrick they're big tackles that's a that's a problem for them and uh so they're gonna to have to be able to control those guys can can bc's defense physically hold up to the offense and can their offense physically keep willie jefferson at bay keep him away from VA. Um, can they keep Jackson Jeffcoat away? Adam Big Hill. I mean, their defense is, is intact. So he's going to have to play at, at uh, that, that team is going to have to play at a more physical level than they have, I think. Because playoff football, playoff time, even though we're going to have good weather in both places, it's supposed to be two to three degrees, not, not snowing, even though there's gonna be good weather, it's still, this time of year, physical football wins. And so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens.
0: John Ohm in Winnipeg. um, says, Jim must be at the Toronto airport. In which restaurant are you in, Jim? Bill Street Organic, right across from my gate. Oh, good. <laughs> Fantastic oh, burgers shit. there. Fantastic burgers <laughs> at that spot, as you probably know. Um, okay, what wins, game planning or players? Because yesterday we had Jeff Fairholm on the air, and I said 89, you guys upset the Riders, upset the six seed and two Eskimos. How? He said game planning. So how, about, how important is that in these games tomorrow?
3: Oh, there's no doubt it's important. There is no doubt that Jordan Maximick, and, and he's got to have a plan to, to allow VA to do what VA can do. Uh, again, the Buck Pearson and Ryan Phillips, that matchup, especially with the injuries Winnipeg have. I think game planning in the winnipeg BC game is much more crucial. Um, players always ultimately are going to win, that's that's ultimately, I believe, best players ultimately win, and that's where physicality and those kind of things come in. Uh, in the other game, the, the Toronto game, again, Toronto is, is a team that believes in what they do. Uh, I'm not sure there's a lot of... Scheming or game planning—I mean, Noel Thorpe is who Noel Thorpe is. He's been in this league for since I came in the league. He was here in '96 in in Montreal with me, so um, he's been in this league a long time. He knows what he wants to do. There's going to be no surprises, and it's going to come down to um, the same kind of thing—physicality. I think that when they signed Sankey, Montreal. They, they moved up a level in that category because I thought they had no chance against Toronto earlier in the year when they didn't have him. He gives them that. When they were playing Avery Williams at one linebacker and Beverett at the other, they were so small inside, it was tough. Sankey gives them that physical look. It's going to be interesting to me to watch whether they go with that 3-3 look where they got Avery Williams and Sankey in the game at the same time um but they have to take out sewell or if they go with the four-man front with sewell and mustafa johnson that's something to watch because it will tell a lot if they go with that 3-3 look again i think that's because they're going to try to run around them and they're going to try to um i don't know outsmart them if they go with the 4-2 look they think they're going to have a chance to physically hold up against them so it's going to that's going to be a real interesting ball game too from a game planning standpoint so Again, as a lifelong coach, I'm going to always say, you know, game planning is so vital, which I believe it is. But as a former GM, players win.
0: (laughs) Right. Tillman said players win and coaches lose. And uh, I never I just used that again this week. That's typical of
3: a. That's typical of a GM that
0: never coached. (laughs) Jim, thank you for this. Uh, Safe travels. We'll be watching as always.
3: Great.
0: Thanks, Rod. CFL on TSN's Jim Barker. Um, We'll break here. I'm going to take a sip or two of this Sober Carpenter non-alcoholic craft beer, which they shipped me from Montreal. Dang, damn it, is it good. This is the Raspberry Sour, brand new. Ask for it by name in your local beer, wine, and spirit store, Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. And I will tell you that the Jim Barker interview is brought to you by our friends at EMJ Marketing. They'll find the perfect keynote speaker for your event, including Jim Barker, who is on their all-star roster. Want to know more? Look up joe at emjmarketing.com. And I should tell you that the text line is open. It's brought to you by Sober Carpenter, 902-518-3033. That's 902-518-3033. Again, Sober Carpenter brings it all to you. Non-alcoholic craft beers. We'll be right back on this football Friday. We do have some hockey stuff next that I do want to talk about. And football, we'll keep it rolling if that's what you'd like. We've got a lot of messages here to get to. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What'll they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to Manscape.com today. We call them football Fridays. And for many of you, it's your favorite day of the week on the RP show. I do have to say this. Wayne in Victoria, BC writes that he says, I'm sold on sober carpenter, non-alcoholic sober. beer. I love it. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, I love it too. I would, not, I would not steer you wrong. I mean, you want to endorse a product that you use, Manscaped, Sober Carpenter, all the various things that we do. We endorse the CFL. There are HelloFresh. There are some companies that it just wasn't a fit, but this certainly was. So thank you, Wayne. Personal messages here. I could sit here and uh, read text messages and streaming messages from the audience all day, and I just might. My childhood best friend writes in. Where the heck is it? Vaughn, where are you? Here it is. Vaughn, happy football Friday. My favorite day to watch. Enjoy the Hurricane Connor game. Hashtag RP. Hashtag SP. I don't know what the SP stands for. But that's okay. Um, let me get into the, the, uh, the serious stuff. Placeline, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Jagger Furkus scored the game-winning goal, 132 into overtime, and the Moose Jaw Warriors edged the Brandon Wheat Kings 4-3 Thursday night in WHL play. It was the only game in the league. Two Canadian teams will match up as part of a six-game slate in the NHL tonight. The struggling Toronto Maple Leafs play host to the Calgary Flames at Scotiabank Arena. After starting out the year 6-2, and two, the Leafs have dropped five of their last six, most recently falling to Ottawa 6-3. Flames, meanwhile, are on a two-game winning streak. I'm calling it the Boston Pizza Bowl. If you don't know why, it'll take too long to explain. But who that? wins the Boston Pizza? Who wins the Boston Pizza Bowl tonight, Clark? Who wins, Clark? What do you think? I'm saying flames. You'll go, Leaves. Of course you will. That's your team. Brad Living is the GM of Toronto now. Last year, he was the GM of Calgary. And his dad, Jim, is the founder of Boston Pizza. Look it up. Bingo! Hamilton Shea Gilgis Alexander looks to lead his Oklahoma City Thunder to their first victory in NBA in-season tournament play tonight. Oklahoma City dropped its first contest in West Group C action to Golden State on November 3rd. I don't even know what the hell this is. Clark, do you know what the in-season tournament is in the NBA? I got to look it up. (laughs) Clark says they play random games and call it a, a tournament. That's what it sounded like to me. The other night I was watching the Heat game on television. They have this trophy on the floor. It's for this in-season in tournament. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. I'm open-minded enough. I'm all for progress, I guess, if that's what it is. But Why? Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience, visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas, in Landmark Cinemas now, Five Nights at Freddy's. Could you survive Five Nights? The terrifying horror game phenomenon becomes a blood-chilling cinematic event as producer Blumhouse brings Five Nights at Freddy's to the big screen. It just sounds scary, doesn't it? It's in Landmark Cinemas as we speak. To the text line, 902-518-3033. While I load up the text, Serena's not a movie person. I am. So I usually go to the movies when I'm in Canada on my own. I don't think there's any substitute for going to the movie theater. I love it. Hmm. Paul Bernstrom writes in. And says, uh, he's in Saskatoon. He says, hey, Rod, I found your show by accident. Missed you. How much do you think the weather will affect BC? Well, thank you, Paul. Here we are. I don't think the weather's going to affect BC at all. What are they saying? Plus two, last I heard? Um, it's, I, I, I don't like when they say football's meant to be played in bad conditions. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's a great question, Paul, that I could sit and talk about forever. Because when you have weather, it's not always the best team that wins. So to be honest with you, statistically, BC is not the best team going into this game. All the numbers would point to that. It might be a benefit to BC if the weather's bad. You know what I'm saying? Perfect weather in a dome, dry turf, the best team will almost always win. But outdoors, frozen turf, rain, sleet, hail, whatever, it's, a, it's an X factor. And from what I'm hearing, weather will not be a factor. It'll probably play into Winnipeg's favor. That's just my guess. Um, Bomber Boy writes in. He says, happy football Friday, Rod Squad. He's in Calgary but he goes by Bomber Boy. He goes, I just want to give credit to the Oilers for almost pulling off the upset. Spicy. It's amazing how many people were tuned into the Oiler game because that was the, the toilet bowl. It would be very hard to explain to Americans why a lot of our viewers would be gripped by a hockey game between the two worst teams in the league. I mean, I get it. Most would not. And the orders outshot San Jose 2-1 margin and lost the game. God, oh, they're bad. Interesting text has come in from Gary in Warman on the 9025183033 Sober Carpenter text line. He says, hello, RP. Hey, whatever has happened to the good coaches and the good goalies in the NHL, there are none left or very few. It's the craps. Gary and Worman sounds like a good old hockey guy to me and the game the industry can pass you by and I feel like Gary if you and I were hiring coaches we'd be hiring different people than are being hired now I've said the last four or five years on this show write it down When they were coaching in the NHL, the best coaches were Joel Quenville, Mike Babcock, and Dave Tippett. And all three are out of the NHL now, and we're not going to get started on the Babcock Holy War. (laughs) Does it matter that he's always been good to me? Does it matter? Because when we talk about Babcock, people write me, hockey people, players. Don't be friends with him. He's, a, blah, blah, blah. He's been good to me. I've been affected by a lot of narcissists. They've destroyed my life in a lot of ways that I had to repair, but I don't run around saying, don't talk to this guy. Don't be friends. I don't care. You know what I mean? Those, these people are still functioning. I move on. So anyways, would I hire Mike Babcock? No, which is another thing. Write this down. When Columbus hired him, I said, I'm surprised. I wouldn't hire Babcock. Now, I would hire Joel Quenville, and I still don't know what happened with Dave Tippett in Edmonton. People that I trust in Alberta, hockey people say that the players got Dave Tippett fired, and you know who. Who, do you, who would have the most clout in the Edmonton owners dressing room to get the coach fired? Yeah. And now they don't like this guy. I swear to God, Ken Holland's got to sit down with those core guys in Edmonton and go, what do you want? What do you want? Something ain't working. I don't know why we keep getting sucked into the orders. That wasn't exactly your question, Gary. And you say, why are there no good goalies? Well, there are great goalies. They're not Canadian, which is another problem. I love watching Sergey Borovsky. And I know it's a football Friday. We got a break also. I know that. Two of the best goalies in the NHL are Russian and they live here Sergey Bobrovsky and Andrey Vasilevsky. They're fantastic. You've seen that, right? Better question is why are there no great Canadian goalies? That hurts. We'll be back with more audience takeover. Next hour, Mike Hogan, the voice of the Argos, and Joe Madden from the Sports Grid, sports betting expert. She's very popular with our audience. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. I understand that it's not for everybody, but I got to say, I'm loving South Florida a lot. And the reason I bring that up is that a debate has broken up for those watching in the streaming crowd, YouTube, about the elements and playoff football games and what's the best amongst the Rod squad. I kind of feel sorry for my good friend Vaughn because he's now been hooked into the show. He didn't even know about the show until it appeared on his cable television in that Shaw pre-preview pre this fall. Now he we, now we can't get enough. Um, they're asking, would you rather see a game in a snowstorm or good conditions, I guess? And uh, Vaughn says, well, in 89 in the snow, obviously. Yeah, well, we talked about it yesterday. The 1989 Grey Cup. Even the losing team, Hamilton, agrees Rocky Di Pietro said on this show it was the greatest great Cup ever. It was played indoors at SkyDome in front of whatever it was, 60,000 people. Saskatchewan won 43-40 on a last second field goal by David Ridgeway. It was not played. Now yes, we remember the ice bowls and the fog bowls. We remember all that too. It's all part of the history. But if you've got to make a choice, I want to watch games in ideal conditions. 33 degrees Celsius here right now. Look it up. And tonight, I'm going to my good friend, Matt DeBuck's high school football playoff game, Cardinal Gibbons High School against Stranahan, 7 p.m. Bud-type field. See you there. We'll be sweating, uh, sweating. You know what I mean. That's what I like, but I guess it's not for everybody. You want to go sit and freeze your ass off? Like... The guy wrote in earlier and asked about conditions. Does it favor or hurt B.C.? We're getting old here, but 2010 CFL West final. It was minus 27 at McMahon Stadium. Why anybody went to that game should be head- have their heads examined. Saskatchewan Rough Riders at Calgary Stampeders. I called the game and felt guilty for being indoors. The one time I really liked the McMahon Stadium press box, believe me. And anyways, there was, a, if you remember, Jarrell Freeman saved the game. He went on to the NFL after that, Colts. But Ryan Grice Mullen, who was set a record the year before for either punt return yards or kick return yards, while well with the BC Lions, he muffed a punt. The thing was a flipping block of ice, fumbled it into our end zone, and had Jarrell Freeman, our linebacker, who was on the return team, didn't. if he had not jumped on the ball, we'd have lost the game. But we won it. We went on to the Great Cup, where it was even colder there all week. I just, but there were good crowds in both places. I heard some people like that, but it just, it it, it makes the games unpredictable, more unpredictable because what games are predictable? None. That's what we love about it. But uh, I'd rather be in ideal conditions. Cole in Victoria, B.C. says, "Hey Rod, what's your opinion on Grey Cup and Vanier Cup being hosted on the same weekend in the same city?" Well, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. We've seen it happen twice, but you run into a problem here. I've seen it happen in Toronto in 2007. Saw it happen in Vancouver in 2011. You get great crowds at the Vanier Cup. For those that don't know, that's the Canadian National University game. That's awesome. But then you play Grey Cups in Saskatchewan and Manitoba and Calgary and Edmonton. And it's, again, you have like what happened in 03. Was it 03? Whenever it was in Saskatchewan, the Vanier Cup, people almost died. And CIS at the time, now U Sports, said we're never going back there. Because it was it, never going back. So the problem is you have the domes or you have milder climates in November, that's great. But what happens when you got to play on the prairies and somebody might literally die? So you can't do it every year, unfortunately. Uh, We will continue this. (laughs) We'll continue this. People are spicy today. Joe Madden and Mike Hogan next next hour and Moose 2 right after this break.